You're listening to Copy Jams. This is your source for tips, tools, and techniques to help you teach. All right, all right, we are here. Today is Saturday, August 29th. Did it say yes, 29th? Sir, 29th. 2020. Yes, sir. 2020. 2020 has been something else, man. I, I don't <laughs> think I even have the right words to describe um, to describe 2020. But yeah, yeah, here we are. So yeah, 2020 has been, you know, bit of it's, it's been very difficult, man. Yeah, to say has. the least. It has. So before we jump into uh, today's topic of a new level of leadership. Let's do some introductions. Anthony, would you start us off? Again, good morning, everyone. My name is Anthony Bats. Oh, doc, Dr. Anthony Bats. I got to get used to saying that. Yeah, you got to get used to saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an English teacher in Montgomery County Public Schools. Uh, I currently teach 10th grade at Winston Churchill High School. And uh, yeah, that's oh, I've been in education for about nine years now. So looking forward to a lifetime of education, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Dr. Torian Branch. I'm an instructional coach. I work in Baltimore City Schools. Um, I think this is either my ninth or 10th year in education. I stopped counting. Um, my pathway into education was a little bit different, but that's a topic for a different day. Um, <laughs> and you're listening to the Copy Jams podcast. Each week, we try to bring you at least one live episode here on Twitter. We also bring you another um, topic, uh, another podcast during the week so that you guys can have all the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to be better teachers and to you know stay current in what's happening in the world of education. Today, I really wanted us to um, just think about where we are in, in 2020 with the news of Chadwick Bossman passing at the age of 43. Uh, hurricanes ripping across the country, uh, yep. just COVID-19 destroying what, you know, our, our traditional school system, which may or may not be a bad thing. You know, things are just, things are just different now in 2020. And yeah. I, I think, I you know, yeah, it's hard to like, it's hard to put into words the, the emotion behind it. I mean, Jacob Blake's killing, right? That just adds another layer on top of it. Not killing, but him being paralyzed from the waist down. Um, yeah. that just adds like another, another layer to it that I don't think people were really ready to handle as we think about how do we prepare for school to start for you in like two days, like you have tomorrow and then Monday you have seven classes of 10th graders who are going to be expecting <laughs> you to like be on it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, it, it's been a uh, bit of a hectic few weeks for me. Uh, you know, I try not to, you know, take 2020 as an entire year because it can be a bit overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. So this past week, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've cried as a black man. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they try, they try not to tell you that, you know, not supposed to, you know, show your emotions, but it's been an emotional time period, you know? It has been. Uh, my leader in my English department actually told me, she said, you know, Anthony, um, have low expectations right mm. so you know as educators sometimes we kind of expect things to go smooth we prepare all times of night mm -hmm. in order for everything to go smooth but 
this is a time and you know in education where nobody really knows how smooth it'll, it'll go right exactly. everybody's in the same boat together so mm-hmm. have low expectations but then learn from those expectations to grow mm-hmm. i agree with that yep. i think that in a, in a traditional sense um we could all agree that having low expectations isn't necessarily a good thing but in this time mm-hmm. where things are changing literally like day by day like hour by hour second by second you you got Absolutely. to you have to like be able to manage your own expectations by keeping them low and that just might be a really good self-care strategy right like i'm not going to yeah. put all my eggs in this basket i'm not even going to put half my eggs in this basket because i don't want to mentally prepare myself for something that's just not going to happen and then or something that might change because it's going to cause me more harm and more hurt mentally to have to make that shift as opposed to um never putting that much that much into it in the first place so as we're thinking about what we're going to do like what are we going to do in the next for you i'm sorry to say it like this but like literally the next less than 48 hours before you have your first couple of kids in your classroom um what is it going to look like for our leadership teams as we think about how we lead and how we teach in in this in 2020 so one of the things we already said is that we have to lower our expectations what do you think might be another another like strategy or another must do as we reevaluate what leadership looks like in 2020 and teaching looks like in 2020 um, yeah, so again, it's just to, you know, talk about lowering expectations, um, be flexible, right? Flexibility is probably going to be the term of the first semester of the school year because we got to understand that sometimes our pacing calendar, um, our pacing calendar sometimes gets blown up whenever we're in class, right? Yeah, that's true. So we need to understand that some of the stuff may need to be modified to, you know, to the point where, um, our technology may go out. We might have to factor in a day like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so be flexible, uh, definitely communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so myself, we're on a 10th grade team. We're all aligned. Mm-hmm. So we all teach the same lessons. Mm-hmm. I mean, although we have our own personality that we put in our lessons, but stay in line with each other because now I have eight other accountability partners that I can bounce ideas off of and, you know, who I can say, all right, well, what are you doing today? Because I need to do that as well. Yeah. And it takes a bit of a burden off of me because I may plan one week out of eight. Mm, that's pretty cool. You see what I'm saying? So that's essentially the whole first quarter planned. And I literally only had to plan one week of lessons mm-hmm. because we rotate the burden. Yeah, that's actually right? pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm thinking as a, um, so, um, one of our weekly listeners put into the uh, into the chat that you have to definitely be ready if technology does not go as planned. I think that we asked that question last week in one of our trainings is, you know, what do we do for our teachers who are who their technology goes out? They genuinely want to be in class. Like, do, are we going to penalize yep. them because their internet subscription isn't working? You know, like they're like right now we're in the middle of a hurricane, right? Like what happens if the power like yeah. just goes out for like a week? Like we've <laughs> been in those situations before, right? Like where we've lost power for a couple of days. Um, how do, what expectations are we going to place on our, um, on our teams? And I think um, the word flexible is like the one that we need to just have tattooed like on, 
everywhere, plastered everywhere in the background of every Zoom <laughs> meeting and every Blackboard Collaborate session is just like flexible. Like it needs to be like the norm that we establish for every single one of our meetings, online and not, that we're just going to be flexible, right? And I think the other word that I really am yeah. focusing on as we are again are talking about our transition to our transition in leadership, like what leadership looks like in 2020, is about being intentional, right? So for me right now, we talked to some of the AHS this morning about how communication is key. I want to be intentional and transparent in my communication with the people on my staff and like just being like really honest. Like I sent my I felt I felt bad, but then I'm not gonna feel bad about it because it's it's not my fault. Um I sent my staff like back-to-back -back emails yesterday, my teacher teams. Like I literally <laughs> sent them an email at 4.40 and again at 4.41, I mean, if, yeah, 4.51, so 11 minutes apart. But in the process of crafting my original email, somebody sent me new information. So then that means that I have to oh, send them new information, yeah. right? So it's like an overload, but I'm going to continue to be intentional about how I communicate with them so that they have the best information to, to move forward. Um, with whatever they're planning. And we know teachers always go into the weekend um, and they're always they're always working. Like the teachers don't ever stop working. And we know that because we do it, right? So the information, yeah. I, they, they needed the login information to a platform so they can they can play around with the new Eureka and Sync platform um, over the weekend. So that couldn't yeah. wait till Monday, right? So again, it's, as a part of being flexible and intentional, I even told you last week, um, I'm going to be transparent with my team. I told a new member of our staff yesterday, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a learner and I'm an educator and I like sharing things with people. So some, I, I'm, sometimes I'm gonna just clarify things because it's just who I am. Um, but I also want you to know that if you ever have a question, if you ever, you know, have, and it's late at night, do not hesitate to text me. I may not respond to you right away, but I'd rather you get the thought out of your head and send me a text message and just know that so that you can, at least let that burden of not knowing, just let it go and just know that I'm going to get back as soon as possible. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much because I've been so anxious about how I'm going to start the school year. And I'm like, you don't like, we're kind of, we're kind of all in this together, but you don't have to be mm -hmm. anxious about yourself. Right. So definitely share that burden. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, um, I guess that's a great resource to have, especially knowing that your leader is going to be open like that. Um, mm -hmm. You can bounce ideas off your leader and not feel judged. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a great feeling for a teacher to have going into this time of, you know, uncertainty. So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with that, Torian. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think one of the other areas where we need to provide some some grace, I think, is the other word that we need to just we're just going to have a list of all of our norms. <laughs> all of our norms are going to be just changed to like SEO words, <laughs> like flexible, intentional, grace, having compassion for other people. <laughs> Um, absolutely because we there's so much going on in the world right now that I mean the NBA stopped playing basketball because of the Jacob Blake since uh, uh, situation incident I don't even know what the right word to, to say him getting shot in the back we got to just you know just leave it the way it is say it the way it is yeah. um, we, we just got to have compassion because we don't know where our educators are like we don't know where they are mentally right now because so much is just being thrown at us like left and right and then I, I do think that there's a space and there's an opportunity for us to even go back and to like evaluate the expectations that we thought we were going to establish on onto our teacher teams and onto our staff. Like the idea that we want t high school teachers to literally sit at a desk for eight hours straight and like, 
you are <laughs> like that's so like we can hear your daughter in the background and that's not a bad thing right because you're a, you're a parent yeah. right like so in your yeah, high school it's going to be have to get used to like hey you know what my daughter might be sitting in my lap in this zoom in these zoom meetings every now and again and you know <laughs> y'all got to just deal with that you know what i'm saying like we have to have some more compassion yeah. we got to have some more grace for each other as we uh, think about what leadership looks like in 2020 yeah i, I agree man i definitely agree and I do apologize, if, you know. No, don't listen. No, nope, nope, nope. So that's the other thing too. So a friend of mine called me the other day too. I'm talking a lot, and that's okay. Uh, a friend of mine no, called me the fine. other day, yeah. and she said, um, "Hey, uh, Doctor Branch, I think I made a mistake." I said, "Nope, nope, you didn't make a mistake." She said, "But, but, nope." I said, "In 2020, we are no longer going to diminish ourselves." So for the sake of making other people happy and we're not going to yeah. not say things because we're like afraid of, of hurting somebody else's feelings because yep. for far too long, especially African-American black people in America, we always put ourselves last in, in like conversations and we just aren't like, I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm not going to allow my friends to, and people that I care about to diminish themselves so that other people can be happy. No, I'm not saying that people get to have a free license to just, you know, have car blanche and just say whatever, but you should not feel bad when you say things in the space that just need to be said. Right. And Absolutely. you should not feel bad for being in a space where unfortunately your child has to also be in that space with you too. Right. Like yeah. I, I think about all the teachers who are, who are single parents and they have to single parent with school age children and potentially teach high school right like where they are at the computer for eight hours a day like i can't i can't imagine what that's gonna um be like for for some of our for some of our educators um and you know not not to cut you off but that's a bit of the anxiety that teachers may have also because um my wife and i we were going through you know the debate whether or not we're going to send our daughter to daycare Mm -hmm. so our primary daycare uh person she opened up back in July because, you know, she opened up to um, essential employees. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I, I still feel a little uneasy with sending my daughter somewhere with, you know, a, a lot of interaction with, you know, kids from essential employees. And that kind of takes away from me being able to focus on what I need to do for, mm-hmm. for Monday. Exactly. You know, so, um, again, we're all learning through this process. and. Yeah. You know, I've already asked my students to bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that I'm going to say in my introduction on Monday. Yeah, you got to. Like, you you have to. And I think that we may have to, which I would love being able to do, I think we we have to sort of um, provide our students with more... Um, Somebody wake. Someone's going to get mad when I say this, but that's okay. Uh, provide them with more opportunities for like independent and um, independent work. I'm not saying asynchronous anymore. I'm not. Yeah. I, I quit. Um, so we're going to give the kids more opportunities to do some independent work, which means that they don't have to always yep. be like right in front of me because teachers, students, everyone needs time to just breathe and to just sit at a computer is un for eight hours is just it's sort of crazy to me. But I think that we have to just be intentional about our communication with each other. We have to be flexible and know that everyone may not be in the right space. We have to acknowledge the hurt that's going on in America right now, especially in black America, um, biopic America, where, um, you know, somebody's childhood superhero just died. Right. Like like there are going to be your like your high school kids even like the middle school kids yeah. like they all like look up looked up to him 
And like, we have to have a space and we have to have a strategy that we cannot, we're not going to dwell on it, but we have to acknowledge it, right? Like, because it helps build the relationships with our students for them to say, okay, so you, so you, you, you have sympathy and you have empathy, right? For the situation I'm going through right now. And I think that that's what's going to be needed as we um, transition into 2020. Uh, well, transition to the school year for 2020. I think one last thing Absolutely. that we have to we have to really be intentional about is so every morning on our school schedule we have so our school day is going to start at 8:45 like in our like a school wide Zoom meeting. I think at that 8:45 mm-hmm. Zoom meeting, what we need to do is just maybe have some breakout rooms like per grade level so that kids can just like talk. And do like that restorative circle or just have a circle every morning just so that they exactly. can just like talk about the issues that are going on um in their in their spaces so that we mm-hmm. can all know that we are all in this together um which i know saying that phrase all in doesn't always feel like it's all in but i yep. think as leaders, even though like the principals administrators can jump into those circles and say like, I'm, I'm hurting too. Like I cried like a baby all weekend long. Right. Cause it, it hurts me at my mm-hmm. core. I think that's how we establish the relationships that are necessary to, um, to move forward as a community. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with everything you just said. You know, um, I do want to ask you one question though. What, what do you think about, um, the executive order that came out this week for for Maryland and their schools. <laughs> Trying to get me fired. Trying to get me fired. Okay, no, <laughs> no, um, no, I'm no. Not. That's what, so listen, that's okay, what listen. I said it the way I said. It. Yeah, so listen. So I'm, I'm gonna be honest, right? The executive order that came out from our governor is that he really wants schools to be open um, before the first quarter ends, and this may come off. This may be um, what's the right word I'm looking for? Um, I agree. I want school to be open. I want school to be open before this qu- the first quarter ends. I want school to be open on Monday, but we can't do it, right? Like, yeah, I I don't know where. Um, I mean, literally, we just got the. I just got an email that said that that Maryland has six hundred and sixty new um new coronavirus cases. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, like I like okay. I don't think you're going to find any educator in the country, in the world, who's going to say, I don't want to go to school because I don't want to, right? Like, they're going to say, yeah. I don't feel safe going feel back safe. to school, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And that's a big, that's a, there's a big difference between want to and like safe, right? Because I think all of us, it's okay, so yours, yours is a little bit different. I work in the elementary school, like... um for me, like the the highlight of my day is like getting little people hugs, like 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 the kindergarten pre K hugs, because I don't know they the, the they just have this love about them that just makes your whole day better, right? I mean, I yeah, I have one in my house, but that's that's a little bit different. Um, but like they just have this love and this genuineness and like and this innocence about them that just like mm-hmm. makes your whole day bright. And like, what teacher doesn't want to experience that, right? Like, what first year teacher wants to not experience the joy and love that comes from imparting knowledge in a face to face environment, right? But what we are saying is absolutely. My wife pulled up the statistics and she told me that since schools have opened, we have had forty two thousand cases of coronavirus that have come from schools like have been in the school. Mm. And I think she said there may have been like maybe 42 deaths because of school related coronavirus incidents. 
Uh, that number could That's be sad. wrong. It is sad. So I, while while I while I applaud him for his ideas that we we can find a way to make it work. I want him to be realistic in his expectations. Like you said, like we started just the, the conversation off, cut your expectations in half and cut them in yeah. half again. Right. Exactly. So you say October, we're going to say maybe December, right. Or yeah. until we can get these <laughs> vaccine trials done so that we can, um, you know, we can see, see what's happening. Cause at the end of the day, yeah. we have some, we have some older people on my staff. You know, I, I am lucky to have teachers who have been passionate about teaching for decades and they have taught literally generations. And we do not want to risk those populations because of um, of coronavirus. Right. So I one thing yeah. I will say, my, hey. my, my wife says, my wife says, oh, school won't start until February. I, I mean, start until next school year. I, I'm more optimistic than that. I really <laughs> am hoping that it'll be sometime in the spring. But I think that at the end of the day, what gives my heart comfort is knowing that this too shall pass and we will eventually yes. be back in school face to face again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I do look forward to that. I, I look forward to having these general conversations. So on the high school and. I really enjoy, uh, you know, having lunch with students in my classroom mm. because sometimes I sponsor clubs and, and our school is, you know, we have a lot of students, but our cafeteria area is, is sort of small. So a lot of the students, they eat they eat their lunch in classes. So I always offer my classroom and, you know, just to have those conversations with students, just to see what their mind is. Uh, I have one student who her older sister is going to UCLA. She's mm, starting at UCLA this, this cool. semester. And just to have those conversations so students know that despite me being a teacher, I'm also a person, right? Yeah. And you can learn from any conversation. Like, you don't have to be in school just to learn. Yeah, that's right? true. And um, just thinking back to what Governor Hogan uh, was discussing, I kind of feel like he was being pressured. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, if you think about the conversation that Governor Hogan had in, in, in April, March, April, and May, he was really strict about you know the stay-at-home order and mm -hmm. you know quarantining X Y Z. But now this feels like a bit of a pullback on his earlier comments, right? Got it. Um, again, I'm not a political commentator. I'm just you know calling it as I as I see it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that you know his position, he's been getting a, a, a lot of. Uh, I guess emails and, and personal calls and texts to mm -hmm. you know push for this, and I mean I don't blame them, but yeah. again, like you said, um, think of the safety of, of students because yeah. I wouldn't want my student to go to school right knowing that we're still in the midst of a global pandemic. So yeah. I, I mean, think that's that, just how I feel. Yeah, I think that the emails and 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 the pressure that he's getting is from community members who don't who who are also getting pressure right. So absolutely. I, I mean, I, I don't like going down this rabbit hole, but I'm gonna go down there anyway, just just slightly. Um, I have to have an honest conversation with my school leadership team. Like, how often do you expect me to be in the building? Because I have a five year old, right? And it's not fair to my wife that you know that I I'm sort of forcing her to do it alone for a day, right? Because I have to go into the yep. building and she's not going to the building. And <laughs> someone said to me you want it to be fair and life's not fair. And I'm like, well, I guess that's just the quote for 2020. <laughs> right. Cause it's just, it's, it's yeah, not, it's exactly. not ever going to be, it's not ever going to be fair. Um, and I, and I understand that. So I think that on both ends, 
like all employers, all employers, not just the school employers, not just the, the hospital employers, yep. but all employers need to level set of what fairness is going to be for their employees as we transition into or as we continue in this work from home atmosphere that is totally far removed from what we are um what we are, are accustomed to in our you know in our regular tr um, traditional world mm -hmm. it's been a lot 2020 has been um the roller coaster that yeah. no one didn't no one wanted to get on no one well i guess maybe yeah. we did want to get in the roller coaster 2020 we just didn't know that it was going to turn out to be space mountain you know space mountain is the worst roller coaster <laughs> in the whole entire world um i got on space mountain when i was six years old um and i had no idea that it was a roller coaster in the dark i just thought it was a dome so when i got inside i cried like a baby the entire time because i had no idea what it was and that's what 2020 has been to me. 2020 is my space mountain. I had, yeah, I had the wrong expectations going into it. And now yeah. I'm about to throw up. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, yeah. you've been listening to the Copy Jams podcast. This has been our, our live Saturday broadcast. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Um, we hope you guys have got something useful out of this. Uh, remember that our broadcast can be listened to on uh, Spotify or on iTunes. Like and subscribe, share the content with others so that you can um, get the tools, tips, and techniques that you need to um, improve your practices as, as educators. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys again next week. Bye-bye.